Well, I started out down a dirty road. Started out all alone, and the sun went down as I crossed the hill, and the town lit up. The world gets still. I'm learning to fly, but I ain't got wings. Coming down is the hardest thing. Well, the good old days may not return. Rocks might melt, and the seed may burn. I'm learning to fly, but I ain't got wings. Coming down is the hardest thing. Welcome to the Tom Dupree Show. Joining us, our special guest today, Republican candidate for governor, Ryan Quarles, our host, Tom Dupree, and we are powered by Dupree Financial Group. So I first met Commissioner Quarles uh, about four years ago. He was on the show, and uh, I've been impressed with his sort of curriculum vitae, however you say it. He's been a student he's gotten advanced degrees he's stayed involved in farming and he has served the state in various capacities currently as commissioner of agriculture he is now uh, a republican candidate for governor and the primary if you have a republican registration is tuesday the 16th so you're hearing this on saturday the what 13th uh so it's in three days let the listeners know a little bit about where they can vote and that kind of thing if you don't mind commissioner well tom thanks for having me on now voting is ongoing today you can go out to kroger field if you're in fayette county uh today 8 30 to 4 30 you can vote there and then on tuesday may 16th go to the website govoteky.org any county in kentucky Check that out. We knew we now have voting centers all across our state. So go voteky.org for Tuesday, May 16th. And we're going to ask you for your vote. I'm so happy that uh, after 54 weeks on the campaign trail, wow. we are here. Yeah. And it's a consequential primary. It took you that long to get on the Tom Dupree show. So we'll, <laughs> we'll just sort of let that be a compliment. Good things come to those who yeah, wait, I exactly. guess. That's, we had to wait. Okay. Uh, Commissioner, give me bullet points, if you will, because these you know, we got to make it's radio. You know, we got to we can't get too deep in some things, but just bullet point for me and for our listeners, some of the first things you think are going to need to be tackled if you step into the governor's mansion in uh, January. Well. After getting sworn in, we need to tackle a few top things. Number one is law and order. There is a violent crime issue in Lexington, 
in Louisville, and yes, rural Kentucky. This isn't just an urban issue that we need to give our men and women in law enforcement the respect and support that they deserve and the resources as well. I, I think enough Kentuckians have been touched by violent crime or they see it in the newspaper almost every single day that there should be consequences. And that includes um, putting drug dealers behind bars. I also believe that those who are caught selling fentanyl that results in the death of a Kentuckian, they should be charged with homicide. So well, let me ask be, you this. How can you affect the judges and the DAs that are that are letting these people go? That's not even the executive branch. That's the judicial, not even in your lane. How are you going to deal with that? You can do it with it two ways. One is strengthening Kentucky's penal code so that the discretion is there in the law. But secondly, there's a political solution to this. People need to go out and vote. You know, elections have consequences. Now, yep. now we can't affect what happened in 2022 retrospectively, but if you uh, hire me as governor, well, there will be consequences for crime in Kentucky. But secondly, for those who suffer from the scourge of addiction, and we all know somebody, I've had friends go through it, I want to be a second-chance governor. We need to give those individuals an opportunity to go through recovery and rejoin the workforce. This brings me to bullet point number two, and you're going to like this one. We have got to get people back to work. There's oh, yeah. plenty of jobs. Couldn't plenty agree of with jobs. you more. And only 56% of healthy, able-bodied uh, adult Kentuckians are working right now. Uh, most economists will tell you a good workforce participation rate should be in the high 60s, if not 70%. Right. That's a sign of a healthy society. We're at 56%. I think we're the second lowest in the in the country. We need to stop paying people to sit at home and watch Netflix. But secondly, beyond benefits reform, we need to invest in workforce programs. So when someone's transitioning out of one industry into another, let's team up with the private sector and get people trained. And that includes an emphasis on vocational and trade programs in Kentucky. Let me ask you this. So let's make this a sub point of, of bullet point number two. You're talking jobs. In Kentucky, uh, it seems to me we're blessed with an awful diversified economy here. Yes. What are some, uh, what would be your top three areas, if you want to go with three, where we need workers, we could use workers, they could immediately be employed uh, gainfully, profitably, and you're ready to have them. Number one, skilled trades. Um, you know, if you uh, have a pipe burst in your house or if you need your HVAC fixed, you're on a wait list. You're on a yeah, wait list. That's true. There are a lot of Kentuckians who, if they choose, could go straight out of high school into certificate programs or associate degrees with well-paying jobs. There is a welding school an hour away from Lexington up in Fleming County, Kentucky, that every month there's a 20-year-old student whose starting salary is $100,000 a year because they, choose, they chose to learn how to weld. Are you kidding They're me? They're a lot better than me. I learned how to weld on our farm, but you don't want me fixing your stuff, okay? But, but those are the types of jobs, carpenters, electricians, HVAC, plumbers, that's number one, and I want to uh, work with our community and technical college to make sure that these programs are aligning with workforce needs. We've got right, to talk right, to the private right, sector. Right, got right. to talk to the private sector. Now, I've got a friend who 
is a he sells robotic things to factories, and he says a lot more of this being done because you don't have the people to do it. But he right. says that engineering jobs that there's six to seven hundred thousand engineering jobs that could be filled nationwide in Kentucky. I'm sure there's several thousand, it. and it's not happening. But now I ran into two young guys in the last week getting out of high school and they're going into mechanical engineering at, awesome. U- at UK. So s- people are starting to figure this out, but what is your take as you go around? You've talked to so many people gotten a <laughs> bird's eye view of what's going on in Kentucky in terms of industry, agriculture, those yeah. kind of things. Share with our listeners what you're seeing and where the needs are and what they might say to a young person Who's getting ready to go to college or just looking for a job? Yeah, a couple of thoughts jumped to mind. Number one is that we need to make those investments and encourage people to choose careers that involve mathematics, engineering, technology, agriculture, and science. We are a manufacturing and agriculture state. Let's not forget that. No we, we build things and we grow things in Kentucky. We're great at it. But there's labor shortages. We see it in agriculture every single day. So we have to uh, replace labor with technology, which is the way of the future anyway. So whether mm-hmm. that's engineering, whether that's a skilled a vocational or trade program, we need that as well. I think another area that I think that we need to be thinking bigger on is next generation energy. Right. Uh, the airline industry wants sustainable uh, fuel. And guess how you make it? Out of soybeans. Right. Last year, United Airlines flew a flight from Chicago to D.C. on soybean-based oil. And unlike ethanol, where if you start uh, replacing uh, a certain percentage of your fuel, it has engine wear, jet engines don't require zero modification. There's no state aggressively going after what we call SAF. And guess what? We are, we're an oil refinery state. A lot of people forget that with Marathon Oil here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have the research capacity of Valvoline as well. We grow our soybeans all over our state. Let's be aggressive with this. We have UPS and DHL in Louisville, Amazon in Northern Kentucky. Let Kentucky be a leader in the energy sector, especially when it comes to aviation fuel. And guess what? Our farmers will love it. Okay. That that would be for jet fuel, not not AFGAS, because that's got to be gas. That's right. Yeah. Um, bullet point three, what else are you going to go after? I think it's also important that we keep our labor force – ready for what's next. And that means making sure that we are ready for a Kentucky that's going to see an increase in retirement age. We're also going to see uh, Kentuckians leave our state because unfortunately, unfortunately, we still suffer from brain drain in our state. And we got to make sure that we make uh, rural Kentucky a, a great and attractive place to live. So bullet point number three is making Kentucky a destination place to live. The, the latest ranking showed us that we're the worst state to retire in. That needs to be fixed, especially yeah. for our men and women in uniform. That I mean, a lot of people who put 20, 30 years into the military, they're leaving Kentucky from Fort Campbell and Fort Knox because the benefits are better than other states. They have spent their life living here, raising their kids. We need them to retire here as well. All right. Let's ask Ryan Quarles, you the individual, what makes you want to do this in – you know, don't tell me, oh, I want to serve my state. I want to know why, and I, we, you know, that's already obvious, but why are you personally, 
what what gets under your skin about w- wanting to do this job that's kind of the burr under your saddle making you get up and want to go for this? I'm tired of Kentucky ranking last in things we should be ranking first in. I, I was really blessed. I grew up on a tobacco and cattle farm up in Scott County. We farm next to the horse park right now. We're, we're, we're glad that, that God's blessed us with the ability to – to uh, grow up in a family with two parents that cared. My mom was a teacher. Dad continues to farm today. Kentucky needs help. When I travel, I see poverty in our in our state that would rival what we see in developing countries. Yeah, I agree. It's unacceptable. I've seen Where, it too. Where's the urgency? We need to stop this kick the can mentality. And I think that with Andy Bashir, we have more of a caretaker than we have of a leader. Someone that's kicking the can. And I want to be the governor that works with our super majorities and members of the minority party too in Frankfurt to say, let's not just think about what we need to accomplish next year. What's going to happen in the next 10 years? We have got to be transformational. I, I could go do other things in life, right? but I have chosen this path because I think Kentucky can live up to a better version of itself. I want to see our state not be the punchline for jokes wherever I wherever I travel. And I want our state to be one where people are proud, proud right. to be from here. You know, a big thing, and people, they don't probably give it there, or when they do, they, they do it in a negative way. But the faith communities in, in various states, Kentuckians, tend to be very religious people in many ways. Yes. They're, 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 there's a diversity there. They're religious. You know, we're religious not over about religion. We're religious about basketball. <laughs> we're religious about the Kentucky Derby. Yep. You know, we're we're believers. Kentuckians are believers. Yes. And how do you how do, how do you engage what you're trying to do without trying to be political about it? but just to appeal to people's basic desire for goodness and to see great things happen. How do you motivate those people and take that vision that you've got and convey it to people you're talking to? I just be myself. I'm authentic. That for me, I grew up working with my hands. I'm a ninth generation Kentuckian. I've seen the bitter at the sweet in our state. Nine generations. I didn't even know we went back that far. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, we're like the lieutenant. Talk about the 1700s or something. Yeah, seventeen eighty six. That's when we came here after yeah. service in the Revolutionary War. I like. I think we're like the we're like the Lieutenant Dan of farming in Kentucky. <laughs> We've been here the whole time. But but to get to your question, I think I'm the person in this race that's has the grassroots that has the ears of everyday Kentuckians, people who come home with dirt on their boots and grease on their elbows, that's me. And I also can pivot and talk about higher education, what are our health care needs, very high-level stuff. And so I think that I'm the candidate that can say, we've met Ryan, he's visited our county. I've visited all 120 counties. I'm proud of we've that. We've met Ryan, and he is us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're just authentic. So – Give me a chance on election day, and I think that you're going to see a style of leadership out of me that's not about running to the nearest courtroom whenever I get upset with somebody because that's what Andy Bashir does. Andy Bashir sues you yeah. if he doesn't if he disagrees with you. Heck, he's suing me right now over the Kentucky State Fair. It's petty. It's a waste of time. You have over 90 vetoes since he's been in office, and you know what? 
having a disagreement is okay. Uh, but 90 vetoes and then the lawsuits, we're better than that. We're Kentuckians. Yeah, we're better no, than this. Nothing's going anywhere. Missy, go this ahead. This is Missy Clifton. Yeah. Um, love having you here. That's interesting when you said you called Andy Bashir a caretaker. And I have to, that, that rang true because I, you know, we suffered watching him with his five o'clock updates for, for how many, way too long, way too long. But um, talking about it, during COVID, during COVID, yeah. it, th- this 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 is a Keep this is an individual going. that relished playing God, and I have to tell you that it, it was very offensive to me. And interestingly, that it it rang true with some people, and that must be the way they want to be taken care of. But that would not be me, um, you know, because I think that we all can see that our government participated in and allowed misrepresentation of the safety and effect, efficacy and the protocols and the mandates agree. and everything that we suffered, which people so quickly want to forget. Yep. Um, again, that's not me. So I'm interested in when you're talking about, you know, uh, the great state of Kentucky and the things that we, we've watched over the last three years under Andy Brashear, how, how would they be different under you? Well, first off, I would not have shut the economy down. Thank God. Now, look, those first few weeks, nobody knew what was going on. There's a lack of information. But Governor DeSantis in Florida taught us that you can walk and chew bubblegum at the same time. He shut, And here's, here's a great example. He shut down Main Street, Kentucky. But Walmart and Lowe's and the big box stores got to stay open. That wasn't fair. I represent agriculture as a commissioner. Lots of mom and pops, lots of restaurants. They got shut down not once, but twice. And so... I took him to court. He refused to work my office. He refused to return the emails and calls of desperate help from businesses he shut down. So I took him to court, and due to the work of my office, I kept over 500 family-owned Kentucky Proud businesses open despite the COVID lockdowns. And I'm proud of that. He called me out at his press conference, said I didn't care about public health. Well, you know what? If Walmart can figure out social distancing, so can Main Street, Kentucky. And put arrows this way and that way for you, <laughs> right? Yeah. Okay. And um, you know, Tom mentioned religion. You know, we are. It's you know, there's a there's a religious component to this. Yes. And by God, what's the first thing that Andy Bashir did? He shut down churches and the ability to meet and worship and talk. Yeah, and but I know some places that outfoxed him. So. Yeah. I know well, you and I both do. Uh, that was a violation of our constitutional rights as Americans. When he ordered troopers to our churches on on Easter Sunday three years Unbelievable. ago, unbelievable. There, you can't aim plus. Boy, he's running from that now. It's like, oh God, you know that never happened. And I spoke up on that day uh, via social media and said, "This is an outrage." And and let's not forget, let's not forget, he stuck the taxpayers with a bill of two hundred and seventy thousand dollars to defend his actions in court. And who's paying for that? You and me. And and also, let's not forget. There were uh, there were protesters in the streets, thousands of them, with no mask, going on at the same time when you couldn't go and eat dinner with eight of your loved ones uh, for a backyard picnic. And let's not forget, he invented the snitch line too, where you could call in and report people. And and that and you reminds were me of other countries to do that. Yeah, we were encouraged to do yeah. that. And now we look back and we know that uh, most of the masks were ineffective. We also know. We also know that Without our kids were kept out of school longer than necessary. And guess what? Our test scores have gone down. Yep. And you've got, I mean, you know, the the Cochrane study. I mean, I, I can name all the studies of the masks that showed complete and utter ineffectiveness. And yet we, we continued on 
with the plan. Yep. All right. So let's, we're going to wrap it up here. Um, we need to get you to give, if somebody wants to vote in this primary, give them that information again. We've been talking with Ryan Quarles, commissioner of agriculture. He is running for governor, but he's got to get through the primary first. And that's Tuesday the 16th, but you can actually vote now. Today. Also, that's on Saturday. You're Today being the 13th. That's right. So, again, if you are a resident of Lexington, Fayette County, you can vote today at Kroger Field, 830 to 430. If you are outside Fayette County, uh, call your county clerk's office or go to the website govoteky.org, and they're going to show you which voting center you can vote at today on Saturday. Now, for Tuesday the 16th, Again, the website govoteky.org will tell you where all the voting centers are. For example, I'm from Scott County. I think most of our voting centers are at our elementary schools, and you don't have you can go to any one of those schools. So just please check out that website, govoteky.org. We expect there to be, unfortunately, unfortunately, a low turnout, maybe 18%, 20% across the state, maybe 300,000 people total vote. And I think that my grassroots base, my eight years serving as ag commissioner, my farm base is going to show up. But don't forget, just like you, Tom, I'm from Central Kentucky. And so uh, Tom Petty and I have the same birthday. You and I have the same location where we're at. Let's put someone from Central Kentucky in office. Okay, we've been been talking with... You've been listening to the Tom Dupree Show with Republican candidate for governor Ryan Quarles. We appreciate you joining us. God bless you. Go vote. We'll be back in just a few minutes with more of the Tom Dupree Show. Stay tuned. My name is Tom Dupree. Rarely in my time in the investment business have I seen the kind of opportunity I see today. I'm talking about interest rates, which I believe will be going significantly lower in the next 18 months. I believe it's time to lock in longer-term rates now. Short-term rates on money market funds, bank accounts, and CDs can drop dramatically when rates begin to decline. Don't be lulled into complacency. It's time to invest to establish your yields for the long haul. At Dupree Financial Group, we specialize in retirement investing. Let us help you by calling 859 233 and setting up a complimentary meeting with us to examine your investment portfolio. Listen to the Tom Dupree Show Saturday mornings at News Radio 630 WLAP and WLAP.com.
Joining us for this segment, Missy Clifton, our host, Tom Dupree, and we are powered by Dupree Financial Group. This is a group, I've played them before, called the Arcadian Wild. Arcadian, like Arcadia Park, with an N on the end of it. Wild, like wilderness without the earnest on the back of it. Wild. They're going to be playing uh, at the music venue down on uh down off of manchester street called the burl on the 23rd of june you know they were they're a young band they travel they go to they play dates every night or wherever for for not much money they're trying to build their uh, fan base but if you've ever listened to a group called nickel creek they sound a little like them but they're their own they have their own thing and it's they're really amazing okay so we just had uh, uh ryan quarles and uh you got to listen to one of the gubernatorial candidates uh they had to pay us a lot of money to get him on here uh, it was a big check that they wrote to us because you know we're kind of choosy I mean, we had it, all four campaigns coming to Do us. Do you know how you much be, trouble you, you could get, get into just for joking about that? You know, if if, if it's people just a joke, if it's people just don't a know, joke. and his jokes aren't funny, if they, if they don't know that that's a joke, no, no, we beg. We're happy to have anybody that'll come on. You he actually ran several, into him yeah. ex- at the Oaks, or was it the Derby? I don't remember. And, yeah, but, that's how it all went down. But anyway, the point is, okay, this is the kind of case that needs to be made. And I talked about fishing earlier. I, I came back through Albany, Kentucky. There's a lot of quarrel signs out there. There's a lot of Kelly Craft signs. You've got to give it. Whatever you feel about Kelly Craft, you have to give it to her. The gra- it's the ground game. Yeah, it's the organization. They put together a good organization. You know, Joe Kraft, her husband, he don't want to lose. He likes to win. I mean, and and she likes to get what she wants. And so they might win it, and you don't know. But, I mean, Jake Butcher tried to do this in Tennessee years ago, and it backfired. But the point is, is that we've got to think about our state, these counties in southern Kentucky, uh, Clinton County, Wayne County, Pulaski, uh, if you go west of Clinton, then you're in uh, Adair and uh, Russell County uh, and uh, over to Monroe and, and Metcalf and Barron County and Warren County going west and then uh, what, 
what county is Russellville in? Uh, I don't remember what can what county is Russellville, Kentucky in. Uh, anyway, your friend is from there. Y'all supper club friend. Yep. Uh, <clears throat> I, I don't remember the name of that county, but the. The point that it, I can't the, believe it—you never, you Logan always County. have Logan. That's it, Logan. And then the next one over—sorry, my fat is, fingers wouldn't is, go fast uh, enough on my phone. It's not Logan. The next one over—that the one where the Jefferson Davis Memorial, uh, the monument—that's uh, my friend um, Leslie. She was from there. Oh, uh, I can't remember. Why can't I remember these things? Because you've done three hours. Then of you radio. get over Christian County is the next one over. That's Hopkinsville. But the point is, we've got to think about this state. You know, a lot of these, uh, the little town of Trenton is in that is in that uh, county over there. It's the one over from from Logan County. Anyway, you, we have to think about this state. We have to think about what's. I look. I saw these little town, these houses in Albany, Kentucky, that had been nice houses at one time. They were empty. What is it that's going to keep somebody living in a small town these days? Todd County. That's what that county is. Todd, Trenton, Kentucky. Todd County. You know, one of the things is affordable housing, and I was showing you earlier this afternoon a list of the top 10 cities in the United States that are the most that have the most affordable housing and a few of them were were towns that you know there's kind of a reason they're not as desirable places to live but surprisingly places like Columbia South Carolina were on the list Mm. Augusta Georgia was on the list um, and I, I think that's what keeps people. Oh, Lord. Augusta has got the most pathetic downtown. I mean, great, a lot of great people. I had a child that lived there it's for a while. not that bad. Oh, I thought it was pretty sad. It's got some it's cool monuments. It's a pretty monuments. place, though. It's, it's I like Augusta. Just, it just doesn't have a whole lot of, you know. Well, you know if, why? If it's not the Masters, it's, it's you know. You know why it in Columbia? Columbia's great. I'm talking about Augusta. Not in the middle of the summer. It is oppressive. If you're going to live... You know, in South Carolina in the summer, you want to live down either up in Greenville, where you're kind of going up into the mountains, sure. Spartanburg. I had two kids that lived there. It was beautiful. Or Charleston along the beach. Mm-hmm. But in the interior middle of South Carolina in the summertime, Columbia, South Carolina is it's hotter than hell. So Youngstown, Ohio is one. Okay. So that's no real mystery. It's, What's it's kind of an industrial place. Number two was Syracuse, New York. Yeah, that's... Number was it number Jackson, Mississippi was in there somewhere. Um, anyhow, been there well, several I, times. Syracuse, I used to go there frequently. It's actually an interesting place. The problem with Syracuse is it is in the state of New York, which is run by Albany, and it's horrible. I mean, the the tax structure there is. There are a lot of conservative type people in northern New York. Middle New York up to northern New York. Syracuse is northern New York. It's it's kind of at the bottom of uh, Lake Ontario, and um, you know it's just it's it's pitiful. Those could be real powerhouse places, but they have the most corrupt politicians in in the known world. 
Well, let's let's well then let's talk about uh, let's get into about Kentucky and who's actually running and you know what what this race is basically boiled down to, which you know. It, you talk about the Republicans. Republicans have a supermajority in the state legislature, and Bashir is that lone remaining Democrat. And, and I he think, takes everybody to court, like Brian Brian uh, Quarles just said. Well, so so who who is going to be? So you've got this you've got this plethora of option for the Lovely Republican word. candidates, and I think that lovely word. Uh, you so whoever gets a plurality will be the winner. In other words, if somebody right. gets thirty two percent. Not a majority, but a plurality mm-hmm. at the polls, and the next person gets twenty eight percent. The thirty two percenter is the one that gets to be the Do you candidate. Know, so, so Daniel Cameron, which yeah, he, he he's is, the leader. You know, he's kind of the leader. Um, do you know he would be the first African American elected as a Republican governor of any state anywhere ever anywhere e- yeah, in the anywhere. Union? Anywhere. I, I thought that was really interesting. That just that surprises me. African American, otherwise black. Yeah, but Republican. Because you can be an African American, African American, and, and be a Repu- white person from from South Africa. So the differentiation is the Republican I know one. part. Right. The Republican part. The Republican part is yeah. the is the key there. So right. there have been some black Democratic governors. And, yes, but okay. and, and 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 he and he is, which you know people tend not to re- remember this. He is the he does have the endorsement of. Donald the Don Trump. Yeah. Yeah, and that's yeah, why that's not Kelly. You're, that's why Mitch and those people don't like him. Yeah. But Kelly Kraft was in the Trump administration. Exactly. Which Correct. is an oh, interesting. There, there's a little well. bit of a, you know, wait, I remember wait a it well. Right. Right, right, right. So there, there's Especially this during COVID when she was out walking with her Secret her Service detail. And, de- and she was the not she, jog yeah, what jogging. She applauded uh our you know, our boy governor for all his, and I'm sorry for those that just love him. I, 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 I have to draw the line. I, I, I did not like, I did not need to be treated like a child, but she, she applauded Bashir's, uh, you know, his heavy hand in I didn't what Kentuckians that. could and could not do. So I didn't was hear that, that before she was running for governor or, Oh yeah. 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 Oh yeah. yeah. Just so as, she as she is she is known to switch her uh, stances on things. It's you know fluid, I, fluid. I, and 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 Daniel Cameron uh, was came out early. You know, we were talking with Ryan Quarles, and I appreciated some of his responses. Um, but I do remember that Daniel Cameron was trying to be very proactive in in taking steps. See, to, I didn't think he fought hard enough against the uh, Bashir administration, and that. Talking about Cameron, yeah. Anyway, it, it is what it is. We've got four, at least four front runners for. Well, no, really it, three. Really three. That, well, that, and poor Dieters. He, you know, the even the I saw an, an article today in the Leader, and it's only because I, I you know, I jump on the company's online version, the e edition. Excuse me. Um, have not been a subscriber for proudly for i think 10 years but um i was reading one of the articles and they don't even refer to him by his name and i thought really do you have to be that obvious captain obvious there um just you know didn't even give him his name just said that that attorney yeah well they because he's been he's been very brash and outspoken that's how anderson cooper referred to trump the other day he wouldn't call him by his name he called him that man in, in all in in all of the it's a way of the debates the minimizing the debates. Yeah, exactly it's but, a way of minimizing the person 
and who they are and their, their ideas. But see, these things will backfire. And I don't think any of these three front runners represent what I would call a real conservative. They're, they're, they're all, I mean, let's face it. I like Ryan Quarles, nice guy, but he's basically been in government all his life. I mean, he's done farming and stuff, but he's always also had a government job. Kelly, you know, she married the right person. Let's face it. She's the the wife of a wealthy guy, and if she weren't that, she wouldn't be doing this. She does not have the uh, executive experience of, of running something that would qualify for her for this. Daniel Cameron, he may be the one that is potentially the most qualified because he seems to have stature in a sense. I mean, and I think he might actually be the best of all of them. Well, Ryan presents himself very well. He and does, I, I'm, but, I'm amazed at these guys. They're so young. Um, you know, Daniel Cameron is 37. Ryan Quarles is 39. Kelly is 61. Um, I don't know about Max Wise, the Republican, the from. Yeah. But, uh, I thought my guy from Somerset, uh, Keck was going. Keck. Alan Keck was. He didn't even. He didn't even polling at one percent. So, you know, that's probably not anywhere close to happening. But. Um, so, who does it hurt the most, in your opinion, that the candidates, enough of them that there are. And they will divide the votes. Yeah. Who well, does it hurt the most because of all the division? As opposed to if there were three, okay, there would be one that would get six. But at the end of the primary, there will only be one left. This is right. just a but primary. Who, I know that, but right. who's who will it hurt in the primary? I mean, it's what my, I'm saying. My, I'm I'm going to put you know if I was going to do a trifecta, you know, you've got you know Cameron Quarles and Kraft. I mean, those are the well, that's the you know, that's the those are the only ones that really have a chance of winning. But uh, you know the the you know the others will, will because pull. Clifton's not in the race. <laughs> One of these days you're going to wake up. You know what you're going to do, and I can predict. What this. am I going to do, Tom? I can predict this, like I can predict tomorrow. You're going to get up. You're going to get up. You're going to say, "I am so effing tired of all this BS." I'm running for something. I'm tired of listening to all this I mean, stuff. You, you had me at you, the, um, I'm so tired of all this, but then you, as soon as you said I'm running for something, then I'm like, no, no, no I'm no, out. No, 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 <laughs> I'm no. out. I'm going to tell you. I'm I'm tell you not, that's when she'll go to a One beach somewhere. Days, you're exactly going right. to wake up. Yeah. No, you're going to wake up. No, I, I woke up, you, believe me. Okay, yeah, <laughs> you'll wake up. up again. No, you will wake up and something. No, I just, no. It, the point that I, I guess I'm trying to make here is, Somebody, somebody do the job. Somebody go do the I, job. I, I, That's why you would do it because you, you, you like doing, you know, executive tasks. I applaud. I applaud Kelly Craft. I, I, her, her younger sister was a sorority sister and Kelly was a neighbor for years. Um, she, she's great. And I, I'm, I, I applaud her. I applaud her service. I applaud Ryan Quarles. I applaud what he sat here and said, um, his, I, you know, his, his so service. you could kind of live with any of them. I mean, in a sense, you, Daniel Cameron. I applaud his tenacity. I applaud the legal mind. I like the the legal piece that he brings yeah. to it. Um, you know, he can fight on that level. Um, I like the fact that he played it. Played college football. Played at Louisville. That's okay. But I, you know, I don't care if he's U of L UK guy. He's he's done some stuff. You know, one of the things that that 
I think about when I talk, look at people who, you know, work here or do whatever, is that you have some life experience that you've actually done a few things. Sure. You know, and that, I like that. I think it's important. Well, it gives you a frame of reference that's not just confined to your narrow little field of focus that you're doing. You've, you've gone outside. That's why I like going back and fishing again. My dad, we used to go when we were kids, but back into this natural world that you see down at Dale Hollow Lake so beautifully. And on the way down, the drive through the little towns uh, of uh, along the way, in Kentucky, Kentucky's such a beautiful state. Tennessee's beautiful also. You know, there's so much to see. Get out of your lane and go look at other stuff. It's a big world out there. Don't be only confined to your one little thing. Well, I, you know, I, I've gotten kind of uh, <laughs> kind of negative on the whole political thing. Even, you know, some of these guys with these great ideas, and you've talked about it before, that, you know, once they get into the machine, they're a part of the machine. They, they That's become, why you will wake they up become a cog and, and decide you're going to run for so, something. So here, here's, that is why. You so, just named it. Here's, and somebody's going to draft you. If you don't do it, they're going to hear you talking, and they're going to say, that's our girl right there. Right. She hates the machine. We hate the machine. She's going to be an outsider. She'll always question everything. I'm trying to blow smoke then, at you. But then somebody you know, would give me wake, a new pair of shoes that I really liked. And then they'll say, new pair I know of, of a great beach that's calling your name. Yeah. You, you exactly. like the ones you wear. I mean, why do you need any new shoes? I, I'm saying figuratively, like they'll give me something that I wanted, right? Oh, but oh, yeah, like that, they buy you saying. off, yeah, buy me off, buy, you know? buy off yeah, your loyalty. Yeah, yeah, I don't think that's going to work I, with you. I think. Do that you? No, I don't. I, I, I find, so I'm now I'm settled for this. Here, here's where I am. I think that you're not lusting after some big no. thing out there that you don't have. I, I want, I want the politician that it's like the fewer things that the pot that the politician can influence or control means the less it will matter who controls them. But if and you, that's my point. But see, there's always a vacuum of power when somebody's not in it. And if you have a big entity like the federal government, it's just waiting for somebody to step in there and abuse it. And I don't know that we can go back to where a vacuum of power will work because there are people out there who are acquisitive individuals. They're thinking in terms of ambition. They want power. They're not comfortable in their own skin. They want to make you uncomfortable in your skin. Well, I'm, I'm, I am, I'm at that position where I think you can love your country and still hate the government. You're, at, you're where you wonder about the question that has an answer or the answer that I said. has a question. I would rather have you know, a question that, that cannot be answered was than good. an answer that cannot be questioned. I know, and it's good. And, and I, I hate to say this. No, I don't hate to say it. I'm going to advise you to keep using that turn of phrase because it's pretty darn good. Well, you know, I think we've, you've probably demonstrated on this show that um, – keeping silent is basically showing your consent to what's going on. And if you, whatever that is, whatever that it's going on, right? Whatever that is. Silence equal violence. Silence equal. Well, <laughs> you know, they put that on people's cars talking about, it's typically a left wing saying having to do with, you know, gay rights or something like that. Uh, but, but it's true of anybody because 
if you keep totally silent, then you never, you never count for anything in the, in the arena, if you will. So. All right. Cue the music. You've been listening to the Tom Dupree show. Missy Clifton sitting in for this segment. If you'd like to hear more of the Tom Dupree show, you can always go to our website, dupreefinancial.com. We post the radio show in podcast form. You can find it there. If you'd like us to take a look at your portfolio, we'd love to do that as well. You can schedule an appointment on the website as well on the homepage. We appreciate you listening, and we will talk to you next week. Go vote. Kroger Field, 830 to 430 tomorrow. Saturday. This is Saturday. Yes. Show a video of Corgi